Right now, I'm joined by Anne uh, from the Nurse Florence hashtag Hear Our Voices campaign. Morena to you, Anne. Hi. How are we today? Uh, pretty good. Managed to get out of bed this morning, yeah. so that's a good thing. Night shift last night, late shift? Well, no. I was actually asked to do a night shift, and then they rang back and said, um, we've got two down on afternoon. Which, could you come and do that instead? Ah, so, well, here we go then. <laughs> so I'm on afternoon this afternoon. Looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. here, you know, and, and that's a fine example uh-huh. of why we need to have this talk and why this campaign is underway. Yeah. Um, it's International Nurses Day this Saturday, Saturday the 12th, so what better day than to hold a rally True. Uh, in, in the octagon? Um, where are we right now? I mean, um, what are the conditions of the ground that, oh. that, that you know that a nurse is facing? Well, the Nurse Florence movement was um, set up by two nurses because um, they felt, and rightly so, that nurses didn't have a voice. And what that actually meant was that we aren't allowed to speak about our work conditions and pay and the issues for the patients um, because of privacy concerns. Um, And also our union speaks out for us and the employers don't like us talking on their behalf. So Nurse Florence felt that we were silenced and that was true. And nurses had no idea what was happening around the country and what everybody else was experiencing. So they set up this Facebook page where we shared our stories. Mm -hmm. And quite frankly, as a seasoned nurse of 40 plus years, I have sat there and cried. Um, Some of the things that some nurses are going through are pretty horrific. Mm -hmm. Um, Having said that, I'm still a nurse after 40 years. I love my job. I have said it's an absolute privilege to actually be with people when they need us most and um, care, care for them. Yeah. And that's the crux of the problem. We cannot care for our patients anymore. We can do the tasks, we can get them pain relief, we can assess them and treat them, but we can't be with them. And that's the essence and the art of nursing. Mm-hmm. Um, the time that we need to be with patients has been taken away from us um, because there's too much to do. Our The expectations from our employers um, is, has just gone through the roof. Um, they want us to do a fantastic job with less and less resources. And that's not just in the DHB sets everywhere in private and public health our workloads are horrendous so um one would say you know why if if you don't want nurses you know have technicians but actually nurses make a difference Mm -hmm. because when you hear the stories from the patients when you're able to be with them you actually find out yes they might have come in because they've got an appendix or something else but there's a whole lot more to their actual health needs than just what's in front of you. Yeah. And to find that out, you have to have the time to sit down, be with them, listen to their stories, and actually then work out with them what they need for you to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. And, and, you know, sometimes doctors can be quite intimidating. And when you're talking to a doctor and you might want to, you know, you're getting this thing sorted out, but you might 
be scared to speak out about something else you're facing at the time mm-hmm. and to have that caring hand from a nurse and that, that it can actually sit beside you and, and not just kind of tower over you I'm not, not taking away anything from what a doctor does <laughs> but you know doctors can be quite intimidating um, but you know a nurse's role like as you said has always been traditionally um, to not just care uh, for patients immediate need but mm. to sit and listen mm. and to find out um, you know what's important what's to Im- them yeah exactly yeah. exactly yeah. I mean a nurse is not only a, um, you know a, someone that takes care of your your medical needs but you're also you work in almost like a counselor role at mm. times yeah yeah we do and uh, it's it's absolutely incredible the um, the things people say to you you're complete strangers and mm. yet you know, within minutes, people tell you stuff that they probably won't be telling anybody else. Yeah. And you are put in a place of absolute trust yeah. when you're put in that situation. And where I work, that happens all the time. And I go home heart warmed when I know that I've actually been able to do a good job. Mm-hmm. But that's getting lost in the need to do the tasks and that's really really unfortunate nursing uh, nurses want to be nurses and um, we need to be cared for Um, very recently um, I think it was yesterday the day before I saw on TV a car company manager is taking his 45 people to Vegas Um, that wasn't the interesting thing it was what he said he said if you take care of your employees, they will give you 110, 200% all the time because they are, they have that commitment to the role. Mm-hmm. He takes care of them and they take care of business. Yeah. Nurses need to be taken care of now. We need to have a pay rise that actually reflects how educated we are, how skilled we are, and what we do. You know. I've been nursing a long time and when I first started I used to do what I was told, do the tasks and that was it. Yeah. Um, we weren't taught anything else. We we were literally to a greater extent the doctors handmaidens. Today I work in partnership with the doctors. They trust me to come to them and tell them what I'm seeing, what I'm yeah. hearing, what I'm smelling, what I'm thinking mm-hmm. and this is well and truly before they actually see the patient. Yeah. And then I will say to them, well, this patient needs these things, they'll sign off on it um, and then later go and see the patient. But I've seen them, assessed them, done their tests, started the treatment and then the doctors will come over and say, yep, we're on the right page and the blood tests have come back and it's confirmed whatever. You know, not in a million years would I have thought 40 years ago I'd be doing this. But most nurses now, they've got a degree um, a growing number have got their masters mm-hmm. and I think there are 300 nurse practitioners in New Zealand now when I started I think there were about two or three um, wow. which is just huge but most of those nurse practitioners are not being utilized properly um, the, the what you were mentioning before we wanted, went on air about you know changing the way we do things um, Jenny Carrier, who's a professor, recently came out and said, you know, there's a huge need in New Zealand to actually utilise nurses differently. 
um, we can't get GPs in rural areas. Yeah. Nurse practitioners can go there and do the job just as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the thinking behind how we do our health system has to change, and nursing is a huge resource. Now, I know that might seem odd in the fact that I've just said we don't have enough nurses, but if we change the way we do things and actually go to a prevention model, which um, government after government have been talking about and not doing, yes, nursing is just well pitched to take that forward and do something about yeah. it. Because, once again, we are very, very... Holistic's not particularly the best word to use, but we look at the whole person, the family, the community, yeah. everything, and we say, okay... Why is this patient in front of me? Yeah. You know, what else can I do? What's important? Mm-hmm. And we can actually look at the bigger picture instead of just the immediate pain relief or whatever is in front of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the classic saying, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. And that was all about, you know, keep being healthy. Yeah, well, look and at that. keeping, you know, <laughs> well, that, I mean, and that's true. I mean, preventative medicine is the best form yeah. of medicine. Yeah. Yeah. If you can, um, well, stop people from getting sick, and yeah. then you've, yeah. you know, you're, yeah. you're winning the battle. Yeah. Yeah, um, and, and it is all about going back to basics. And once again, nurses who can spend time with their patients can encourage people to change the way they're making their decisions and mm-hmm. acting. Um, last night on TV, once again, uh, it's going to be mandatory, I think, in Australia for um, cancer patients to actually have a prescription of exercise. A huge amount of um, research has gone into that to show that it reduces the return of cancer by 30 to 40%. Mm-hmm. But, you know, a lot of people don't like going out there and exercising regularly. But if you've got a nurse who's beside you, somebody who's actually going to keep encouraging you, working with you, keeping you motivated, um, that's going to be absolutely amazing. People won't come into hospital. Yeah, yeah. You know, we can do things really differently if we change the way we do it. Um, I work with some really incredibly amazing doctors. Um, I know that doctors can be intimidating in some arenas, but the doctors I work with aren't like that. They're absolutely fantastic. Um, But we are working under a medical model, and I think that we need to go to, and that means a model that is set up to um, allow medicine and doctors to actually control the way we do things. And we've really needed that in history, mm-hmm. but it's time for change. Yeah. It absolutely is. We've got social workers, physios, OTs, um, counsellors, mental health, you know, even people like our health care assistants, our cleaners, all those people are part and parcel of our team and they all add something to the to the patient. Yeah, with that and, and we need to actually put them on an equal footing with nurses and doctors we absolutely do because it's about the whole every cog is is important to the machine right that's right Mm, mm. right. and if you one cog breaks down the whole machine's broken yeah so the reason i'm here is that 
Nurses are crying out to actually go back to a place where we can actually nurse. And Nurse Florence started up so that we could have a voice. And we've been sharing our stories mm-hmm. with each other. But um, more recently, one of the members, and it's grown to over 45,000 now, wow. um, one of our members suggested that we actually have marches and rallies throughout New Zealand on International Nurses Day. And the beauty of this movement is there's nobody in charge. Everybody yeah. talks. It's a talk fest. And then suddenly the things hive. happen. Yeah, yeah. And it's incredible to be part of that it really really is it's it's a different way of doing things yeah you know absolutely and so on the 12th we really want the public and all the students yes the nurses want to see you we want everybody to stand up mm. for us to support your nursing students as well absolutely yes we've been talking to the tech as well and yep. we're hoping all the students will come as um, with their families and um, just stand up for us 10 or 15 minutes 12.30 at the Octagon on Saturday come and be with us like mm-hmm. we want to be with you yeah yeah. and we need more nurses um, and then we're talking about preventative uh, whether you know if we, if we had a good preventative model maybe we wouldn't be as desperate as we are uh, but we need more nurses but with conditions the way they are I mean it can't be that attractive to school it, leader, leavers well yeah from what I've read on the Nurse Florence blogs, the n- students are having a really, really difficult time. And I, I, my heart just goes out to them because they've made a decision to become a nurse. They've um, put their time, energy and money because it costs thirty dollars to $40,000 in student fees and living expenses, etc., to become a nurse they have made a real real commitment Mm -hmm. and then when they get into the reality of the environment that we work in a lot of them are saying what on earth have I done yeah and it's not because they don't want a nurse it's because the conditions of work are so difficult the expectations on them to actually hit the ground running when they've had very little experience um, in terms of practice without supervision is is really tough and they're expected to actually work at a very high level very very quickly yeah and that's almost like they're filling a gap they are filling a gap they are there have been stories on nurse florence about nurses being used in um roles that they're not supposed to be being left to look after very fragile very um high demand patient care situations where um patients are very very confused they might be um, septic and they don't know what's going on that actually really needs a very experienced nurse not a student and using them to actually fill gaps like that is just unacceptable it's unacceptable to the public i don't like the sounds of that at all no no well um that's the reality that's the the kind of story that we've been seeing on nurse florence um having said that i work in an extremely busy department and there are always different ways to skin a cat. And <laughs> uh, yeah, well, our our um, charge nurse is absolutely fantastic. She listens, yeah. and things get done. And so it doesn't have to be that that way. It doesn't have to be that hard. If you've actually got a team that cares about each other, no matter how much work is in front of you, you can get it done. Yeah. And so a lot of the stories are about the unsupportive environment that the students and the young nurses are in about, um, this is a catchphrase for you, 
you need to look at your time management. Now, it's not about time management. <laughs> it's horrible. not about time management. It is about the huge workload that yeah. they're expected to do. And it's because, I have to say, um, the recent government, National, have been really pushing the barrow of um, at least the DHBs making um, ends meet, yeah. if not making a profit. Yeah. Now, I don't blame the employers for doing what they've been told to do. But now is the time, the labour is in, that we need to change that. We need to actually say, okay, we're going to have increasing needs in the hospitals and in the communities. Get an older, sicker population yeah. and people with lots more needs out there. So what we have to do is actually say, we're not going to make a profit. We do need to do this differently so that we can live within our means. Mm -hmm. We need to start talking about how we can do that. And as I said earlier, um, using nursing in a different way, I think, is one of the options that we can look at. Yeah, I mean, hitting the head right there, um, not making a profit. It should, health shouldn't be a profit-making no, exercise. No, it Not no, at all. Nobody chooses to be unwell, but we do choose to do things to ourselves that um, make us unwell. Yeah. And once again, nursing can step right in there and help pe educate people, support people, encourage them to make different choices mm -hmm. and um, do um, things differently so they don't end up needing um, to go to hospital. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, and, and you, you also mentioned, you know, we're living in a time of, uh, you know, the baby boomers, you know. I'm one of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to be retiring I mean, in four years. Yeah, I mean, it's a massive aging population. Plus, I mean, uh, you know, over the last, like, eight years, um, the net migration levels are huge. Yeah. Um, and we're not, um, you know, getting more nurses. Uh, in, you know, we're not getting a bigger influx of nurses. We're not building new hospitals. Mm. Uh, well, so we we're... <laughs> well, here we are, but we, we are, we are, we are. But I mean, that's because it's crumbling. Yes. I mean, we're, we're relying on the same model and the same um, the same amount of capacity mm. for growing need. That's right, and um, that's why we actually have to change. In terms of migration, though, I did happen to look at the um, stats very briefly yesterday, and I. You know, you get this impression that we do have a lot of overseas nurses, but that's not actually true. Mm. The vast majority of nurses that are working in our communities are New Zealanders. And why would they want to come anyway if it's like this? Well, I think that people come to New Zealand because it's the best country in the world. <laughs> Having said that, I do know and have seen overseas nurses come here to use it as a jumping off ticket to go to Australia. Australia yeah. And why do they go to Australia? Well, they have better work conditions. One in four nursing, nurse to patient ratios are much better pay rate. If I was over there, I would be earning thirty to $40,000 more on my base rate right now. Wow. So, you know, one would say, well, why do you stay? Well, I stay because I love my country yeah. and I love the community I live, live in. And I think that's the reason why the majority of people stay. But the nurses are being pushed. There are a lot of solo mum nurses out there who have written on Nurse Florence that at the end of the week, they are lucky if they can put food on their table for their children. Now, when you've actually got a degree or a master's and you're always encouraged to continue to um, learn, mm. and that costs money. Yeah. Um, 
why would you be not being able to feed your own children in a country like this? There's something very, very wrong with that. And another fact is that nurses are getting really, really tired and they're starting to get sick themselves. Um, we, in my neck of the woods, we've got about 68 nurses. Only two of those nurses work full-time. It's too, what? too emotionally, too physically demanding. And that is a picture that we're actually seeing everywhere. People are getting absolutely exhausted and thrashed. And we've been reading stories on Nurse Florence about nurses going home, sitting down after their shift and f waking up on the couch or in the seat that they sat down on three or four hours later yeah. because they're so tired. Mm -hmm. And the patients have been writing in saying, we don't blame the nurses for not getting to us because they're actually running. And that's absolutely true. Yeah. I um, do 15,000 steps, most eight-hour shifts. Um, I think that to stay healthy, you're supposed to do six or seven thousand, yes. um, and that's most shifts. Most most of the time, I go home, I can't feel my feet; they're so sore. Yeah, and I mean, a good part of any life that any of us lead uh, is um, good social time for yourself. Uh, you know, it's good not only uh, for the body, but for the men for mental health as that's well. Right. That's right. So where are you getting that from if you're going home exhausted after every uh, shift? Yeah, that is true. Sometimes you actually say to yourself, you do I time. really want to go out? Do I really want to do this? I'd rather stay at home and sit in front of the TV and snore on the couch. And that's the kind of thing you tell your, your patients not to do. That's right. That's right. And in actual fact, what we should be doing is getting out there and doing stuff, going for a walk. But when you've actually already walked 15,000 steps. I go to the gym regularly every three or four days a week. Yeah. Why do I do that? When I'm exhausted because if I, we, I've tried it. I've tried not going to the gym. I get tireder and yeah. I start to get sick. And oh, you need those endorphins. That's right. Yeah. I do and I need to stay fit for my job as well. Yeah, of course. But you know how many people out there think about I actually have to stay really really fit to actually do my job. They, they, they have a life they do 8 to 4.30, they have their evenings, they don't go home constantly thinking about their jobs and worrying about what they might have missed. Um, we take our jobs home with us because the pressure is so huge, we're constantly worrying about what we haven't done. Um, we, we do try to have a social life, I do see my family, I do go out, but it is always a bit of an effort. And then there's the issues of the shifts, you know, we take the shifts on as part and parcel of nursing, um, but there's a lot of night shift. And just recently, um, the World Health Organization actually has made night shift a carcinogenic um, wow. uh, thing. It's reportable because they they have the research that shows that when you're a regular night shift worker, you are more likely to become unwell, die earlier, and get cancer. Yeah. So yeah. Where's your vitamin D for one, right? Yeah, a lot of people don't know that. But of course, do nurses actually get um, paid a, a, um, a danger payment? No, they no. don't. No. No, and a lot of these things they don't get recognised for their um, degrees either. In Australia, they do. If you get have your masters, you get paid a set rate every week just for doing that. 
in Australia they pay for all the education. Here, most of us have to pay for ourselves. Yeah. My uh, master's cost me personally over twenty thousand dollars, and you know that was money that I took away from my family and my kids. But I had to find the money to do the work that was expected of me. It was actually in my contract that I had to actually start working towards my master's. And you had to pay for it personally? Well, I got some funding, yeah. but not all not of it. All of it yeah. No, no, not all. All right, so this Saturday, uh, the 12th of March. Uh, 12th of May? 12th of May, sorry. Yeah, what did I say, March? <laughs> it's International <laughs> Nurses Day. Um, so there's a rally in the Octagon. Uh, what time does it start? 12.30. It's only for half an hour, so we are actually asking the public to just come and rock up just stand there and be there and say, yeah, I care about you. We've got some amazing speakers as well. Yeah. Um, uh, our head of department, um, Dr. John Chambers, is speaking. He's always been very, very supportive of all the um, nurses and basically the health system within the Otago region. He's put his um, career on the line a number of times. Rachel Alder, who's married to a nurse, she's a current counsellor. Mm -hmm. And we've got Mr. Peter Chin, who's um, going to be uh, talking as well, ex mayor. He's former mayor, Peter yeah. Chin, yes. I, I'm from up north, but I was told that he was an amazingly kind person and he's agreed to stand up and talk to us about a patient's perspective. Um, a lot of people we asked to um, speak have declined and you can imagine who they were yep i very much can <laughs> brilliant hey well thank you so much for coming in this morning yeah it's been a pleasure having you here that's right um you know uh, you nurses are at the front line uh of uh, some of the most important things in, in, in our lives uh, you are saving lives um and how we've gotten to this point is uh, is beyond me to be honest politics Pol uh, 